Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Natural gas prices had quite a day today, up almost 5% at the close in New York. No surprise, really, given that we're about to learn we don't have as much of it as we thought we did. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Citrix, offering Go to My PC, providing remote access to a Mac or a PC from anywhere. More at gotomypc.com slash market. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Good to have you here on this Monday, everybody. It is the 5th of April today. The Energy Department comes out with a report every month saying how much natural gas we produce, how much we have in stockpiles, how much we're using, all that stuff. Does the same thing for oil, too. And they're used for a whole bunch of different things, making capital investments, predicting future prices, basically letting exploration companies figure out if it makes sense to keep on drilling. Pretty tool to have, actually, until it's not. The Energy Department said today it's going to change the way it puts that natural gas report together because it's been overestimating our supplies. Marketplace's Elisa Roth explains. Every month, the government takes a survey of natural gas companies and uses that data to guess how much we're producing. Chris Jarvis is an energy consultant. He says he's long suspected the reports weren't all that accurate. To be quite frank, you know, every time the data was released, you kind of had to take it with a grain of salt. He says over the last couple of years, improved drilling techniques have opened up new regions. A lot of gas is now coming from small drillers in places like North Texas instead of from big ones in the Gulf of Mexico. There's a lot of smaller players in the market. It's not your typical offshore, you know, big player drillers. By only talking to those big offshore players, the government's not getting the full picture anymore. So it's been telling us we're producing a lot more than we actually are. One analyst said the government data was off by more than 10 percent. Producers say that's made for artificially low prices. Jarvis says prices may go up initially after the government releases the revised report, but longer term he thinks the new reporting will make for a less volatile market. Gus Fauché is an economist with Moody'sEconomy.com. He says depending how you use natural gas, this could be important to you. In general, the pass-through from prices at the well goes through pretty quickly to consumers for things like heating. Uh, in terms of electricity, uh, the pass-through is, is, tends to be more delayed. The government will issue the revised January and February reports at the end of April. At the end of the year, it plans to put out reports that recalculate production for all of last year. In New York, I'm Elisa Roth for Marketplace. Two of the biggest names in the beverage industry are coming together for more than just a drink. Pepsi and Anheuser-Busch InBev say they're going to expand a joint purchasing deal that they announced back in October. Now they are going to be coordinating advertising buys as well. Together, the two companies spend more than a billion dollars a year on television, radio, and print and billboard ads. And with that new partnership, they're hoping to leverage that joint power and negotiate some lower ad rates. Marketplace's Jeremy Hobson reports now from New York. Haggling has long been part of the culture when it comes to buying advertising time or space, but collective bargaining? Companies are looking for every possible means to save dollars, and I think this is potentially one of those ways. Gary Hemphill is the managing director of a research and consulting firm called Beverage Marketing Corporation. He says he can't remember another example of two companies teaming up for better ad rates, but... If this
successful. It could have a somewhat of a snowball effect with other marketers attempting to do kind of the same thing and, and recoup savings. Savings that could really add up, according to George Belch, a marketing professor at San Diego State University. You have two farms spending over a billion dollars, even if they get concessions of 10 percent. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Especially during highly watched events like the Super Bowl, when advertising costs $5 million a minute. But it's those non-Super Bowl shows with their dwindling audiences that are giving advertisers the upper hand. Tim Calkins teaches marketing at Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. He says